Hello there and welcome to the Last Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about No Time to Die, Daniel Ooh. Craig's final James Bond film. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. Hey, how's it going? Yes, it's going quite good. How about yeah. you? Uh, yeah, it's going great. Uh, just um, trying to get ready to see some films uh, coming out this month. Really exciting mm. films. So, mm. oh, French yeah. Dispatch. Definitely. Um, yeah, just excited. <laughs> just French Dispatch. Just like everything <laughs> oh, coming out. Wait, well, June. 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 Yeah, June. we got we got we got some great stuff uh, in the running. But first, let's no talk about let's talk about No Time to Die. Mm, yes. For, first of all, full spoilers. Oh yeah, so, full like, spoilers. This is cannot... this is massive, massive spoilers. If you're yeah. not going to see this, film can I express or... enough that if you haven't seen this and you intend to see it, please don't continue listening because we will talk about some really major stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some really cool stuff, but you know, yeah. So this is massive spoilers. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you're just here, just accidentally wandering around, still here. <laughs> In the spoiler zone, just going, oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh, oh, they're talking about no time to die. Spoilers. Wandering we'll get out of the spoiler zone without knowing, just like, ooh, what a what a lovely place this is. Well, it's not. It's like it's dangerous. It's like walking into the minefield and going, oh, what a what a, what a lovely field. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but exactly. I, okay, spoilers. Spoilers. Is everyone? Let's. Okay, if you've seen the film, just, good. Let's yeah. just kind of like start off like simple. What did you think of the film? This was. This was a very different James Bond film, you know. Oh, yes. With it dodges all the cliches, which I appreciate, mm. you know, like it gets into um into the stuff that we, we wanted to see in the film. And the ending was just so unexpected. It's just wow. I, I didn't I didn't, you know, expect it to be like an emotional ending, you know, with uh, the good send-off to um Daniel Craig's James Bond. Interesting. And, yeah, because I I always kind of expected it. I think from the beginning I was like, I have a feeling I know where this film is going to go. So I was I feel like I was prepared for that, and that wasn't what I can agree with you. hundred percent. This is a completely different, completely different. But as 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 I've spoken about in the pod, I, I rewatched all of Daniel Craig films for this. Uh, well, not just all of Daniel Craig, the Daniel Craig Bond films. <laughs> well, every, every James film. Bond. Film. <laughs> oh yeah, well I watched the first twenty last year, and then so I watched the the, the Craig Bond films this year. I will be talking about Skyfall and Spectre in the in the weekly viewing segment, which are the ones that I haven't, I didn't cover, because uh, I've covered um, Casino Royale and Quantum Solace, and I think basically we'll, we'll, we'll talk about like, Skyfall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I think it's completely new in a way that reminded me of the Last Jedi, in the way that like it was so bold and so daring and did things that I wasn't expecting, and also things that you know, the franchise has never really done before that. I Mm. definitely spent a couple of days. I saw this on opening night and I spent a couple of days just sitting there, just like, I don't know what I just saw. I'm so confused. Like I need to process this. And (laughs) literally I have, I have 55 notes that I've got like so many, like 55. um... I've got like so many things that I'm just like, I have so much to say. Oh wow! Um, I, I've got I've got no notes. I'm just like doing it with the top of my head because it's just fresh in my mind. It's really, okay, so. well, you can wing it. Yeah, you can wing it. Let's 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 just like let's just go through the film. First of all, I think that the opening twenty minutes or so 
like everything like up to and including the title sequence is amazing like top mm. tier bond excellent action sequence like mm. you've yeah. got some really cool callbacks and some really good emotional moments some i mean what, what did you think about like this opening sequence um, in it, what, it, whatever it was, country they're in um you know it was really uh cool you know it, what you said about the callbacks but also having this really um intense um action sequence you know with the with the car with you know james bond with the with the motorcycle you know that shot mm. and, like going up the stairs and like yeah landing on him with the car that was great that's just, that's such a good shot right there and uh and you know it, it was like um a really good you know opening start to understand more about uh madeline's character and background as well you know uh, yes, I love that opening sequence with Safin coming to her house was so terrifying. It was really good at like yeah. building the tension. And as soon as like there's a specific shot where it shows uh, the gun underneath the sink next to the bleach, that is a direct reference to Spectre where she tells Bond one time a man came to our house and there was a, you know, and he didn't know that our dad kept the gun under the sink. And it's just like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's from Spectre. Like this film just did mm. such a good job of, of like continuing various narrative threads. For example, the people who are who, who go after Bond in this opening sequence are Spectre. And I think that's really cool that, yeah. you know, that, they're still around. Yeah. And even though that Bond defeated Blofeld at the end of Spectre, he didn't defeat the organization. They're still going. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like a really huge organization, you know, that, um, we we didn't really mostly think about because we we thought about Blofeld, you know, being the main um, boss for this whole yeah. organization. But really, it's just like you know, lots of the people as well, and um, you know what makes you know a huge threat to Bond, you know, with and other other characters as well. So yeah, the first yeah that background was like so intense. Like there was some people in the cinema just getting jump scared. Like they were just. Hmm. Like ah, like when you just appeared, um, Stefan, and you know, and oh, that was so intense. You know when she um gets dropped, oh no, gets um into the ice and like yes. oh yeah, oof, that's that's like really, I, I didn't you know it's just crazy you know. Yeah, um, it was great, but it was also like an interesting kind of way to um introduce. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, an interesting dynamic yeah. because. Like, instead of, like, her escaping or something else, like, he actually saves her, which mm. definitely, I feel, was unexpected. Um, obviously, yeah. when you, once you figure out that it is Madeline, you you know, you know that she's going to survive. But, like, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool how they did that. Mm. And yeah. what I loved the most, and this is, like, this might be the my favourite James Bond scene ever. Like, it, oh. I, like, the, the, the scene where he visits Vesper's grave was incredible. Hans Zimmer brought back Vesper's motif. It was Hans Zimmer did this? Yeah, Hans Zimmer did the score, man. Yeah! Yeah, I know, right? Like, he brought back Vesper's motif from Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale. We had Bond, like, you know, recognize, like, you know, recognizing, you know, his past and, and, you know, asking Vesper to forgive him and, you know, saying that he still misses her. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment, you know, because they're always, you know, it, 
her death is a big thing for that character and something that's leaned over and the way that they brought that back and then immediately you know shattered it you know almost as if like to reflect the fact that this film is going to shatter a lot of of uh familiar faces um yeah and i and i Um, I just loved that moment i thought it was so beautiful and yeah and having that right at the beginning really like cemented that i I agree with you there yeah i agree with you there that was really um you know bringing us that that huge moment in in Kisuna where you know when she drowned and then you know having that huge arc to that character in Quantum Solace you know bringing that um redemption to that character you know like oh she didn't need to die for this but then you know that huge explosion in uh like at the beginning you know that was like bringing back you know reality to Bond you know it, this is the world he's living in you know Spectre is like really um throwing rocks against you know trying to bring him down you know what's he's done to him especially that spectre was all part of the you know killing um vespa and i Mm. forgot her name um i forgot the other name i don't i forgot the name the other one who got killed by spectre uh but you know really having that impact Hmm? what m in skyfall oh yeah m sorry yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, of course. But I don't know why it just led me to another female character. I don't know. It wasn't M, but <laughs> well, it just came in the, to my in mind. the Craig. One of the things I love most about the Craig films, especially the first three, is that there's a lot of um, consequence for Bond. Yes. You know, being a ladies' man, being a womanizer. You know, just kind of being so careless with what he does and how he gets his information. Obviously, you know, like sleeping with loads of women and and. I think like if you like considering like the the kind of like in the in the five films, three out of four of the women that he sleeps with to get information or like, you know, for any other reason, like yeah. die, like by the hands of the villain. And I think that's die. like really, like really, really good. Um yeah. to like reflect that. And I think, you know, even though Bond is is an assassin and is a, you know, is 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 cold is, is cold-hearted and heartless i think that the fact that he still feels about vespa and it's the one thing that he has to kind of get over so he can truly trust again you know mm-hmm. he says to madeline when are you going to tell me your secrets and she's like well when i when you tell me about vespa and it's like you know he has to learn to kind of like let it go but then the brilliant thing is is that he then can't let it go because specter again just bang like blows it all up and then like are straight after him and he has to like defend against them which i thought was amazing that was a great action sequence as you said the aston martin back in action with the gatling guns mm, yeah on the like that was such a good touch doing the i mean obviously it was it was in all the trailers but like just when he was like doing a, a bloody donuts like just shooting <laughs> everything was so so cool and uh, i really liked uh, <laughs> that he was just sitting in the in the car just like getting you know car just getting shot at you know mm. just sitting there just like calm just kind of casually mm. yeah this is a no woman yeah no it was car. amazing and when the, the the when like the henchman was like shooting the the window and we're getting yeah. closer and the window was getting more and more and madeline's like just like like screaming like i'm i haven't done anything like what are you doing like they're gonna kill us and bonds was there just like should i let her die i think i might just let her die you just sitting there just like completely just like cold just sitting there just like you bastard I'm, I'm i might just let you die right now um but obviously he doesn't but i think i think it's amazing yeah. how how you know even though it was just blofeld playing tricks it's you know the relationship between madeline and 
bond is immediately shattered because you know bond feels like you know he's just tried he's tried to open himself back up but obviously yeah. you know the first sight of something going wrong he would think that he's been you know duped yeah um the end the action sequence was um really choreographed um you know with the chase scene and yeah. uh, and you know we get that intense um relation yeah you know, that relationship between you know like we don't know your secrets and then uh, it really reinforces that whole scene as well. You know, we don't le- learn much about Madeline, um, but until later on. But you know, in that scene, it was like, wow, whoa, 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 okay, <laughs> that's like one hell of an opening to um, a Bond film. You know, um, Bond visits Vesper's grave, <laughs> yeah, explosion, um, and then like he wants to discover secrets, but then he gets chased down. You know, that's crazy. You know, having that. Um, it was like a very um, bondish, you know, like um, really cool opening, you know. I don't know yeah. what to expand upon that, but you know, mm. yeah. Um, no, no, I, I, I hundred percent agree. I think the um, in Inspector, there's definitely a feeling that Bond gets with Madeline. You know, he, they, they don't really, they don't really know each other, and for them to kind of like retire together after having maybe a week max like of a holiday together uh barely a holiday but you know what i mean uh, mm. an adventure together it felt a bit you know i feel like her character in that film is, is undeveloped underdeveloped and the way that she falls for bond and the way that they kind of get together and the way that they then want to use that as like oh bond is actually going to retire for this for this woman i think it's a bit kind of like a bit flimsy mm. but then they use that really well because the fact that they don't know each other and that they haven't got to their secrets yet works incredibly well i think um for you know this kind of like supposed betrayal yeah mm. and um, then like no time to die the song oh so good billy eilish yeah. and hans zimmer working together did an incredible job um like as soon as like you see like the I thought like the way that they did it on the train with the train going away and Madeline trying to look at Bond one last time or what she thinks is one last time and you get the circles um these like colored circles and that's a direct reference to Dr. No the first Bond film which had oh. like these circles this film is like packed with references for people like me who've watched like all 25 films like you get so many cool things especially towards the end and I'll talk about that a bit later but I love this song I think it's really well placed like the, the lyrics really really work and I'm sorry but why why don't we do opening title sequences in films these days they're so I, cool I don't know it's they're awesome I think I, I know it's just like um the most engaging thing you know to you know get you know the thing uh, the film's creativity but also you know like get into the action you know get into the sick of it you know what we in what in the uh in what we into this but I can't even speak what we in <laughs> for this film you know like what we get yeah. into really and it's like, you know having that mission, amazing like, visuals yeah yeah it's, it's like mission impossible like it's a perfect example of like you get a taste of all the different action sequences you know at the beginning of the film black widow which is one of my least favorite films of the year had a great opening with a great opening <laughs> oh sequence. you gotta bring me back oh you just threw me back into that <laughs> black widow um, hey, that was a well, good opening sequence though that, that, was, that, was, that was, a good, was quite that cool was a good opening that was quite sequence. cool like yeah i mean we've just like fully explored about it but then we don't really 
yeah go into that dark stuff in that black widow but anyway i wish <laughs> you know films done that because you know it really makes uh the film more interesting but also mm. get the, the audience engaged to what's happening and also see the references you know you don't know about the references that's coming out in the film but for example in skyfall you know you see a lot of things that you see in the film mm. that yeah, happen you get at the beginning yeah. yeah, you get like um, the, the Bond grave and like the, the house and like some of the corridors of the new MI, MI6. Yeah, no, I agree. Really cool stuff. And and I think the, the visuals in this opening sequence are really like the statue falling because this is, you know, this is like, you know, the the legend of James Bond kind of becoming, you know, human. Like, you know, like he could literally die and he literally does. And that is like, you know, shown the 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 guns and the bullets creating DNA like you know like literally like that is all the bond knows that is like in his dna amazing stuff i think that this was a very very cool bond sequence but then yeah i have to say that was then my least favorite part of the film and it's only three words the word five years later oh I have so yeah. many problems with this. I hate this like trope um, in so many things. Can I can I start before you um, go on? Please do. Five years. Please uh, do. I'll go on for the five years. This one was a weird, uh, weird placement. Well, what? Mm. I don't know. It was weird. It, this was like um, such a weird place to put in. Yeah, like how this all works. I mean, five years later, that is such a it just doesn't fit at all it's just like oh okay uh madeline and bond they're they split off you know like trying to hide away from specter but no five years later we don't get anything during those five years later i mean it's pointless to have five years later because you know um it doesn't really impact a lot of things like you just cut off the five years later and nothing would be the, the, the same or anything like that like just it, I don't know. It's just a weird time thing, but um, I don't know. It's just like it, it creates why? so much off-screen development. You know, it's yes, actually off-screen like, development. Yes, yes, that. Yeah. Bond and Madeline leave each other, and we don't ha- we don't stay with any of those emotions. We don't explore what they think. We cut to five years later, where the plot is basically reset, and Bond is in Jamaica, and he's happy, and he's fine. You don't see that. You know, you don't see him really. Gr- you know. grappling with his you know decision you know like we never see him sit with decision and the fact that he never gave madeline a full chance to explain herself or that she even betrayed him you know and 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 then we find him in jamaica and he's not even he's not going to find and deal with specter he's not bothered about that you know felix lighter seeks him out you know it's not like it's not any of that he just you know he's totally cool with it and, and as we found out later on, Madeline has completely moved on, got a job in London, now has a daughter, you know, with, you know, like she's seen Blofeld, like, you know, like doing therapy with him. Like, it's so much like to skip over. And yeah, it was so jarring that it's like, we sh- it should, you should have just eradicated that and had Bond, you know, have a bit of consideration of what he's done. And then maybe he wants to find Spectre. So then he seeks out Felix, something like that. You know, I just feel like this is a problem I have with other films, notably Avengers Endgame. You know, what you're doing with the, oh, with the, yeah. with the time jump is you're, is you're developing characters off screen. And therefore there's an immediate emotional disconnect 
so that there are that is my big 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 like my my one big problem with the film is that time jump and i know that it makes sense for the for the sake of the daughter that's the one reason why i can forgive the time jump because yes we need bond's daughter to be you know old enough to you know be a somewhat of some pseudo character but like you know you can't do that if you didn't do a time a time jump but you know yeah I still would have preferred it without a time jump. I really would. Um, yeah, it just... It doesn't make really add to any developments, you know, what you said about off-screen development and in-game as well, but, like, it... Yeah, it's jarring. Um, I'm just trying to think more about, you know, the time jump. Um, it's pointless to nothing, really, but I don't know. It's just like, okay, Bond's daughter, but, you know... Um, yeah, but... The the one thing that I liked, apart from the five year sequence, was that you know the infiltration of the, um, the building. Well, Hercules, yeah, Hercules, um, hmm. but building that that was a that was a great sequence to you know establish um the character of um the scientist. I forgot his name. I can't. I couldn't hear. Right here's the problem with the film. I'm going to say the whole as the whole. I couldn't hear what Rami Malek's character was saying. Or the scientist character saying, "Oh, hey, it was gibberish." I'm sorry. I, I, I it was the cinema. Uh, I, I don't know. I have, to, I have to be deaf without subtitles. I feel for you. I'm sorry. I'm like, what, what is he saying? We I'm, sorry, man. What would you say? And then mommy, mommy, Max character is like speaking in deep voice. We know. Okay, can we just turn it turn up a little bit? Yeah, oh my god. But I mean the cinema was loud, especially in some action sequences like the beginning. It was like <laughs> and just like here in the car and just, just trying to dodge everything. But no, um yeah, but it was a good um sequence to establish the character. You know, he was a bit, you know, greedy about you know what he was trying to do and trying to say this um this uh weapon uh was like perfect. That this weapon was like um a mass destruction, you know, he was like crazy scientist. And yeah, he was definitely like yeah. a goofy, like, you know, mad scientist. I think that's fairly in line with like classic Bond films. I don't yeah. feel like, I feel like yeah. he was a bit too goofy for this film's tone. But if you can't be goofy in a Bond film, if you know, if you can't chew the scenery, when can you do it? You know, like James yeah. Bond is like the perfect kind of opportunity for that. Um, you know, like going back to all the classic stuff. So I feel like that's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good character, but you know, wasn't really well justified with the goofiness. But it's a James Bond film, but you know. definitely. Yeah. And then we get like seeing Bond reunite with Felix Leiter. That's so much fun. Obviously, Felix yeah. Bond meets Felix in Casino Royale, and yeah. Felix is in um, Quantum of Solace, Quantum and Solace. mentioned in Spectre as well. I just think that was so cool. Just seeing them back when they're, you know, when they're playing the game, the game with the coins, and they're having a drink, and they're having just a bit of fun. I thought that was great, and um, you know, it's, it's a shame that we didn't see Felix in Spectre or Skyfall, yeah. but it's good to see their relationship rekindled a little bit. You know, um, even like going as far as obviously in Quantum of Solace, there's the kind of stupid American agent played by David Harbour. Um, and in this one, you've got Logan Ash, who obviously later on is revealed to be a villain. But still, I quite liked, like, you know, how they kind of played on that. And they were like, oh, Felix is back with another stupid 
you know, like American guy. But I, I enjoyed yeah. the twist on that. Um, yeah, that was a that was a great twist. I I thought that was you know really adding that tension, especially in that um, that scene. But we will talk about it. Um, yeah. You know, well, first of all, we got to go to Cuba. Cuba, cute. Honestly, like cute. The Cuba like subplot was just like it was. It's an interesting one because. It, re- it could be removed from the film. You could take out everything that happens yeah, in Cuba, apart from the fact that they take, apart from the fact that they capture the scientist, but it's so much fun. Like, yeah. Ana de Armas is awesome. Oh, like, oh, her character oh, is oh, just dripping. It's just, her character is literally just, like, got so much, you know, character, you know, so much personality. She's, she's really dripping with personality, and I think that's amazing. You know, like... Yeah. She's like, you know, she, she's like kind of like early on in her run, kind of like, oh, I've just like I've been training three weeks for this. And she's excitable, but she's also nervous and she's really confident in an action scene. Um, like, I think I think it was cool that, that they also got rid of Spectre, you know, like yeah. what better way to establish Safin and the Her- the Her- is it Hercules? Yeah. Yeah. Hercules. Like, yeah. Hercules. What, yeah what, what better way to like, you know, um establish them as a, a really, really dangerous threat than to kill the whole threat of the last film. I think that's a good, I think that was a good thing. Mm. Yeah. And I really liked uh, uh, Anna Diamas in this one. She was just mm. great. And I was like, wow, this, this is a really great, great character. Um, but also, you know, having that other character that, you know, um, I really like the cliche dodge, you know, like when Bond's like, oh, we must, you know, uh, get together but no he was yes. trying to get yeah yeah yeah, yeah well wait she's trying to like unbutton his shirt and it's like well at least get to know me first and she's like <laughs> no put this on no yeah no, um I that was great. yeah um but the whole sequence yeah it was fun um but it it i just thought you know it was adding to that fun element to, to bond you know what um other characters doing like especially that other uh 007 i forgot her name it, it is the double no, oh, oh, sorry Nomi, yeah, the double seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nomi, and yeah. I that was um, I, there yeah, was like okay. a, there was a very kind of tomorrow never dies aspect in in this action sequence in the fact that Bond um, is like fighting, you know, in the thick of it, and Nomi just kind of like comes through the roof and just picks up the scientist, and is very much and it, and it reminded me of tomorrow never dies, um, you know, with uh, Bond and the Bond woman in that film. I definitely think that that like that was quite fun seeing like you know Nomi having like the upper hand and then Bond having the upper hand and then Bond um in uh ultimately kind of like just ditching Nomi to kind of like fend off like the the police I thought that was really cool yeah um and you know that uh, the funny thing was you know like after they were like shooting they were just drinking back they would just get back to drinking just like yeah. mm, honestly yes. oh, like Bond, Bond, like, is such an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm surprised so that alcoholism just... didn't kill him. And then just somehow regains back control in the scene. That's just funny. I really like that. Yeah. You know that that adding that to the fun of Bond. You know, like we've seen a lot of ridiculous stuff in Bond, especially um, that villain. I forgot. I haven't seen most of it, but that one villain who uses his hat as like a really deadly odd job. <laughs> Yeah, man, odd job. Uh, there's amazing in Austin Powers. Uh, there's an amazing um, like riff on that odd job, 
and then they have a character called Random Task, which is obviously like you know Random like Simon, and like he has like so obviously like in 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 Goldfinger it'd be like odd job, show them what you do, and he takes off his his hat and he like he throws it and obviously it like cuts off at the head of a statue, and Austin Powers is like Random Task, show them what you do, and he takes off his shoe and he throws it at a statue, and at the end of Austin Powers, Random Task throws his shoe at Austin and it hits him, and Austin just goes ow, that really hurt. I mean, honestly, <laughs> who throws a shoe? And it's just like, I love like these things. It's not, <laughs> I think the the Bond, like the henchman in this one is quite fun as well. You know, like he's got mm. like the mechanical eye. I think he's a nice little side boss for Bond to defeat. Always fun. Yeah. You know, obviously in Spectre, we had um, Dave Batista and his metal thumbs. Um, but yeah, I think that stuff's really Wait, cool. Wait, metal thumbs? Yeah, Inspector. I forgot, remember Dave I forgot about that. I forgot. Yeah, about and he he like he like puts his thumbs in someone's eye and like crushes their eyes. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen Spectre, but I what? I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's just something that happened. Um, but yeah, next wow, we okay. get like uh, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Next week, well, next we get the first kind of big, like emotional point of the film, which oh. is. Felix's death, which I thought <sighs> obviously you get the betrayal from Ash. And I think Ash isn't that like developed as a side villain, but I think because he basically serves to kill Felix, I think that that was done well, you know, as a nice like betrayal. And the fact that like, you know, they're in like the bottom of this boat and like, you know, it's filling up with water and, you know, Bond is like trying to like carry Felix and Felix is just saying, like, you know, guys like us, we don't get. We don't get the happy ending and, you know, this is it for me. It's very much kind of like spoilers for Logan, but Felix's death is like Charles's death in Logan. It's not oh, the main yeah. death, but it serves to, you know, to me at least, I saw Felix die and I was like, yep, yeah, Bond, Bond is going to be dead. Like, you know, yeah, like Felix's Bond. death yeah. builds on the idea that time is running out, of, you know, time is running out for Bond and <laughs> there's no time to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. no um, but yeah that I, whole action sequence you know fighting against um that villain i i forgot his name it, it was ash. Uh, ash logan ash, ash yeah. right so ash you know like fighting with ash that was like brutal you know we haven't seen like a lot of brutal uh, things. But oh, we have, we have, we have. What, mm. what are you talking about? Yes, of course. Well, Especially that we'll talk about it. Out. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. But like, it when Bond eventually kills Ash, I think that was amazing. Oh, you know that slow, like anxiety. You know that fearful. Mm. You know, you know, you thought it was going to be sudden, but no, he was just like, you know, like that quick. No, not slow. Yeah. Death. You know, like just like like saying like Ash, like oh please. Uh, please no and then Bond's like mm, I'll leave you it's like that yeah. cold character you know yeah well uh, I mean Bond just, uh, that scene so like, honestly you know like Ash just says like like brother like you know and, and, and Bond's just like Bond is so soulless and so m- merciless and he's just like I had a brother his name was Felix and he stomps on the car and it just crushes him it's like you know it, don't mess with Bond he is like literally trained to have no emotion. And when it comes to it, he really doesn't. He will literally do what he has to. And especially when like when emotions are involved, when he gets attached to people like Felix, I think that is a really good thing to explore. Mm. 
Yeah, and that was like a really emotional scene, especially you know, like the boat, you know, capsizing and um, adding that dramatic death to it. So, yeah, mm. that, it was, was a it. bit of a strange um, cut from like yeah. Bond on the raft, and then it cuts to him in London, and I was like. Sorry, so he found a freight car that took him straight to London. Like, what? Um, okay. I feel Unless, like that was just a bit of a strange one. Yeah. I, yeah, some of the... Yeah, that was the way... That was a strange one. Like, we could have seen, like, him getting on the boat. But no, he just got, like... And then cuts to him getting back to his Aston Martin. But, yeah. Yeah, how many that Aston was... Martins does that guy have? He's just like, oh, I've lost another Aston Martin. Don't worry, I've got 12 more in a garage Which somewhere. is like a million like, uh, million pounds. I don't know. Like, so many more of that. Oh, billion. Billion. Uh, well, I mean, that's, um, that's uh, yeah, one billion dollars. I think, I think that's really cool um, because in Casino Royale, um, Bond wins the Aston Martin um, from... Uh, the guy who he plays poker with at the beginning, yeah, like the he wins like the classic one, and I think that's a nice, nice little touch that like you know then he's like riding that same one, and it's like you know ever since that moment it's been Bond's car, and Bond kind of feels ownership over it. I think that was really cool, but like obviously now in the, in the narrative we kind of explore MI six a bit more, see how it's changed, and I think I think Nomi as the new 007 is a really interesting character. But my problem with mm. her is that I feel like she's a bit underdeveloped and I feel like I don't really understand how she feels, you know, with Bond coming back and her having made a name for herself as 007 and him coming back as the old 007. You know, I feel like I would like to, you know, understand a bit more of like, you know, their reconciliation and their uh, relationship before that. Yeah, and like how... Yeah, I, I just didn't see, like, any more development. Like, I wish there was, like, some arc. Uh, I mean, But, like, later on, you know, when uh, she was like, oh, reinstate back Bond as 007 and yeah. saying, like, oh, it's just a number. That was a good mm. little arc, but I wish yeah, there was like, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I think it's, it's nice that they kind of, like, put their differences aside. And, you know, they kind mm-hmm. of come together as the, the new and the old team coming together. I mean, I definitely, obviously, we have no idea where the franchise is going to go next. But I'd like to see Nomi come back, whether it be in, her, in, a, in a spin-off or as, an, as a side character again to the next Bond, whatever they want to do. I think she's a mm-hmm. cool character and I'd like to see, it, see, see more from her. Um, I, I, I quite like the, the MI6 group, obviously. You know, M, Q, Moneypenny and Tanner. I think those characters are really cool. You know, good to see them again. We didn't get to see quite as much of them as we, you know, we didn't see, you know, we saw Bond re, re, reunite with 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 quite a few of them, but we didn't get to see him reunite with Money Penny, for example. After after five or six years, I was I was that wasn't the best. Um, but there were some really nice details, like when like you know there was a painting of M of Judy Dench M uh, and the old like like original era M, which I thought was really really nice. When um the current M is sitting, too many M's, man, too many M's. Um, and then like there was a great scene where Bond's talking to M about uh Blofeld, and they mm. are just very slightly playing the theme for On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is the Bond film where Blofeld wins and kills Bond's wife, 
and the film ends with Blofeld killing Bond's wife and it's like a really like dark ending um, mm. which I think is really really cool um, and yeah absolutely love that so like again Hans Zimmer bringing back little motifs and little like you know callbacks I thought was really really nice yeah yeah that was a really good scene as that as well the next bit is uh, obviously like Blofeld or kind of like I guess first of all Madeline like the reveal that Madeline is in London um, and she kind of meets up with Safin for the first time like since the opening I thought that was like again another really tense sequence you know where you know even like I guess as we've seen the trailers we knew that that was him Um, yeah or like you know it's not difficult most you know he's clearly a villain but like seeing him you know, only like we've only heard like him like whispers of him until like now, and we see him, and you know, like he gives Madeline this task, which is like you know, re- would would really be like difficult to actually kill, and obviously he gives her his like mask, and she understands you know who he is. I think that was really like really really well done. Yeah, and like that slow build up. Uh, tension you know like he gives that box uh to madeline and mm. then just reveals that he was the guy in the mask and that that really just sums up you know that really that fear from uh madeline you know especially that we've seen that back uh the, the backstory in in uh the cabin or the house you know really just reinforces that whole um idea of uh second and you know being this whole uh, really devious villain, you know, uh, throughout the film, and you know, um, being this huge shadow between, you know, that, like he's like a very uh, contrasting villain to the other ones, but he was like the most mm. creepiest, I think, you know. Yeah, you know what? Like, really, um, I wish that they kind of explored, you know, Madeline's relationship with Safin a little bit more. You know, because clearly she isn't willing to kill for him. You know, you see that like yeah. when like, you know, he gives her the job for Blofeld. I mean, let's talk about the scene where Bond and Madeline meet up. You know, it had weight, but it, I didn't think it had too much like emotions behind it. You know, yeah. like they just kind of say, oh, hello. And it's kind of a bit cold and a bit awkward. But I feel like there should be a bit more behind that. But, you know, what I really loved in this sequence was the slow build up to Blofeld coming back. And he's slowly approaching, you know, his his cell, like, you know, slowly coming forward. And, you know, Madeline is freaking out because she knows yeah. that Catherine wants her to kill him. And, mm. you know, and, 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 and she's telling James, you have no idea what this is. And, you know, and like, the, and, and I think Christoph Waltz plays Blofeld amazingly, you know, just sitting there, yeah. you know, with that, with like that just expression of calm on his face, you know, he's like, so like almost happy just sitting there, you know, just like with that small smile on his face as he gets close. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Blofeld inspector, but I think that like their relate, like the relationship between Bond and, and Blofeld has done really, really well in this, se- in this sequence. Yeah. And I felt like, uh, I mean, the villain, well, Blofeld was in, in sorry. The villain in uh, Spectre, but Blofeld, he he was a bit weak, you know, a little bit, mm. you know, wasn't that strong of a character. But again, I, I could appreciate, you know, 
uh, Christopher Walton's Blumfeld because he was that, having that really um, uh, terrifying aura, aura, you know, around that yes. character, you know, giving that um, creepy atmosphere to it. But, you know, he was like this really calm and just smirking and, you know, what, yeah, he's sitting in that chair and like giving that, uh, that, that anger towards uh, Bond, you know, like, he's really angry and especially when you know he uh, when bond um goes to his neck and like yes. that really intense um that giving that really cold character of bond you know mm. what he's been through and that especially like um vesper's death and you know m's death and, you know really really giving us that uh, impact to what um Blifford does that uh, did in the entire bond at daniel Creek's definitely bond. i mean in inspector you know spoilers for specter but i'm not a huge fan of the fact that you know that they hate each other because you know they had like tra- childhood trauma i prefer a villain who has a more natural kind of like you know a more natural and tangible um hatred for the for the hero but what i love is how blofeld gets under bond's skin and you know, mm-hmm. like the you know, and he says things like, you know, he calls back like cuckoo, and then like Bond is like die, and literally like starts to like strangle him, and mm-hmm. and the fact that he does die, his surprise death, you know, yes, you know, like I feel like if we didn't, I mean, maybe it would have been better if we hadn't have known that Madeline was wearing the perfume, which was going to, you know, like which carried the um the toxin. That might it might have been more of a surprise, but I really, really liked um how the way that they are presenting Safin as a really threatening villain is by showing him as like just killing all the other villains that you know might be like you know, kill Spectre, kills Blofeld. And I feel like that makes him so much more kind of like threatening. Mm. Yeah. But um I wish, okay, this one of the criticisms in the film is that it was very, um, the film was expositional. You know, you could see yes. everything that was happening. And, well, again, what we, what you said about um, that perfume, you know, killing uh, Blufford, um, you know, I wish that we didn't see that because that would be like really huge plot twist but that you know mm. like um that camera you know pointing towards you know the hand towards you know, oh my god what and then you know showing Blivid's dead and like oh my god he, he, it, but Madeline did this but no yeah it was like showing us that but um yeah I wish there was like something that we didn't see but you know it was very heavy expositional so yeah. Yeah, I mean this film obviously is the longest Bond film ever coming in. I think it's like 2 hours 47 minutes. And I think it's yeah. very very well paced. I didn't feel bored yeah, at I all. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Like it, it, there wasn't a dull moment, not really, but I feel like my problems with it come with, especially after the time jump, you're completely right. It becomes so expositional. They have to explain everything because 5 years have passed and I feel like sometimes they just don't use the time wisely enough. You know, and I feel like those those problems would just be, you know, like solved if there wasn't a time. Right. OK. Hollywood, stop making time jumps in films, please, please. It literally I like there was a lot of time jumps. Uh, I can't think of a good example of a time jump, you know, the one one, the one the one I could think of was The Incredibles. But like, 
I think that that's like a a very well purposeful kind of like yeah, it's justified. It's purposeful, like you know, showing the glory days of this of the superheroes, and then kind of like contrasting that with their life now is a very purposeful choice and works. I mean, hey, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. The you know time jumps in films can work, but I just I, I, it's rare for me to see one that really really goes for it and really works. Um, in the narrative, but yeah, this was, just wasn't one that I was a fan of. Um, but then I guess we got, so after Blofeld's death, we got the, ver- the like, one of the biggest kind of, like, reveals in this film. Bond has a daughter. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what, did Sorry, you, what, what did you think about Matilde Bond? I, that was unexpected. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, throughout the Bond films that we've seen, you know, Bond has a daughter? Whoa. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, if you think well, about all 25, I mean, let's be honest, Bond probably doesn't take protection on missions with him. He probably has a lot of <laughs> a lot of children. Like, let's be oh honest right now. With like that, if you like I mean, consider that would be, sorry, that would be like a lot of like endings like saying, let me tell you, there was a man called James Bond. So <laughs> Yeah, but instead of it being like a happy, they're like this guy just came like and just like like just impregnated me. He's an asshole because that's that's how most the other people would see it. Like, like he said, shaky, not stirred, man. <laughs> God damn it, him and his martini. I should have not said shaky, not stirred. I wanted to be stirred, and that's it. But wow. Know. Wow, nice. Um, I would have liked to see. Yeah, go on. That that huge scene, you know, that Bond being the daughter. I think that really gives us that emotional impact. You know, him being a father. You know, yeah. um, Throughout the film, you know, especially at the end, like Mm, definitely. I would. I I think I would have. I would have liked to see a little bit more about like Bond coming to terms with the fact that he has a daughter. Um, But honestly. This film has something that no other Bond film has. It really has the theme of family. Family! Yes, right? It really is like... Bond did Fast and Furious better. Um, Like, they they really... I think that... And I think it really works. You know, they have this sincerity and this connection that really sells the ending of the film. Mm. Um, And, I mean, what I love... In, in this whole like like chunk of the film, the forest sequence, so good at building suspense, uh, showing Bond yeah. like doing some tactics, you know, like obviously we already talked about how he kills Ash by stomping the car onto him, you know, full like, you know, merciless Bond action, really nice like setting with the, with the forest and the mist. I mean, this is a very good looking film. The action has never looked better. Um, but what I loved is Madeline, she's so badass she's competent she's badass you know like it it more than makes up for her somewhat undeveloped character in um, inspector and even though yes her and matilde get captured by safin getting to see her kick some ass and you know just throughout this film madeline isn't a damsel she isn't you know just there to be a love interest you know she's also there to kind of like you know, question like Bond as a character and like, you know, how he trusts people, you know, not own and and th- they give a bit of something that you don't really see in other Bond films, this kind of maternal nature of Madeline kind of, you know, being a mother and like protecting a child. And I think that's really, really cool. 
Um, I don't know how much of this film was done by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but she did write a lot of this film, uh, particularly like the dialogue and the characters for, for you know, Nomi and Ana de Armas' character and, um, and Madeline. I think she did a really good job. I think all the female characters are really well realised. And considering how weak Bond women can be, I think this film doesn't have, I don't have a, a one problem um with the representation of women i mean maybe some of the characters are underdeveloped but i think they're really strong in general yeah i agree you know the representation in this uh, women in this film was like very strong you know especially that we've seen uh in in the bond films i mean i haven't seen the rest of them but i don't want to be you know too wrong but i don't want to be like too skeptical like mm. it was strong you know like it wasn't too cl- cliche you know um some of the stuff so i like that so well, yeah, I mean, yeah. particularly in those in those early Bond films, you there are some quite problematic things, and you know, I love yeah. to see a Bond film that kind of. And most of the Craig films, Spectre is the one that I'm not a huge fan of in that regard. But I mean, Spectre is my least favorite Daniel Craig Bond film. But like, you know, I think that the I think that you know the others you know do a much better job in their you know representation of Bond women, not in like the the classic sense. Um, but yeah, so like after Madeline and Matilde get kidnapped we get to see we kind of go to like the the final climb like you know the climactic battle of the film and i loved like just the little things like they're in the plane bond and nomi are in the plane obviously as you said you know nomi asks to reinstate bond um you know as 007 and you know as we said it's not really earned but it is a, a nice little arc for her to have and it's really fun q giving them gadgets again you know q's like Here's a watch. It's got an EMP in it. Like, you know, like all, all that stuff is like just really fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Was, I thought it was really uh, fun to have, but, you know, wait, fun to have. What? Fun to um, have. Is it? I don't know what I just said. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, yeah. Oh. Like, and then like, obviously you get like this whole, like, Safin's um like base of operations it's very like classic bond villain you yeah know, he's got like a base where people are working you know making this like toxin i thought the base was really visually interesting i think mm. Safin had a lot of presence and i think rami malik you know he really chewed the scenery in all the right places i think yeah and i thought you know he wasn't too um messed up Ma- mash, mashed it, ma- mashed up. I can't see ma- I can't. Yeah, okay. It's like the typical villain. Ma- mustache, mustache, mustache twirling. Mustache. Yeah, mustache twirly villain looking like. But no, it was just like a perfect villain. Yeah, yeah I agree. Balanced. I mean, he's he's far from my favorite villain of the series. You know, that goes yeah. to Javier Javier Bardem as Mister Silver in um in Skyfall. Skyfall. You know, but I think. Safin was really good and really, you know, I think his his role is kind of just to like split up the family. And I think he did that really well. You know, he wants to break yeah. the Bond family, you know, apart and, and it raises the stakes, but they do kind of get back together really easily. They just kind of all run into the same room like, oh, there you are. Like, but I think that, you know, the fact that, you know, Safin wants this kind of world destruction and, you know, torturing Bond isn't his like main thing. It's more like, you know, to have, you know, Madeline on his side. Again, not really too developed, but 
quite fun. There was a really, really cool bit in the se- in the in the in the um action sequence where Bond turns and you get the classic gun barrel moment. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, he's like that walking down the thing, and then somebody shoots yeah. him from behind, and he turns and he shoots, and the hallway looks like the 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 gun barrel. I just thought that was like what a what a bloody fun twist. That was yeah, just that's a really that's a really good play, wow. um fit, fit. Cinema. It was fitting. Yeah, cinema. Oh, cinema. cinema. So, um, Brilliant. yeah, and especially this uh, whole base is it in Japan? It's it's I think I think it's in um like waters and near Japan and Russia. Yeah, that the interesting detail I thought about that uh, we we are going to see that um that confrontation, you know, with Bond and um Safin, you know, mm-hmm. there was like uh, I don't know in the background there was um a Japanese temple. Uh, I don't know. It was like in the background behind Safin, if you remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was it like and, a tapestry or something? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And the way, you know, when Bond, you know, was like saying um, to forgive, you know, I'm saying sorry, I'm sorry, you know, that yes. pose that you're doing. That was, um, if I remember, it was like a pose to like, um, to, to show you that you forgive you in Japan, in Japan um, to... I don't know. It was like something like that. I don't know if it if if I'm wrong, but it did definitely look like uh, Pose I was like forgiving to show That's you. That's a really good point. I'd I'd forgotten about that. The the moment where Bond begs forgiveness, you know, to save Matilde was amazing. Like honestly, like the fact that you know, like obviously Safin really affects Bond in a way that you know, like mentally. Like Bond has never like cowered, even even in Casino Royale, when he when Bond was naked and and Lashif was smacking his balls with a with a rope. Not not oh, even yeah. then was um not even then was Bond, you know, cowering to the villain in the way that he did then. You know, he never gave any of the other villains the satisfaction to know that they had like bested him. But like you know, even in any of the torture sequences, you know, where Bond is like you know, tied up and like, you know, wh- whether it be Blofeld drilling into his, into his brain or um, like, you know, silver, you know, like just like, you know, having, having like found and is about to kill M in Skyfall. I think it's perfect that it's only now that Bond, you know, bows down and says, you know, like, you know, I'm sorry, please don't hurt them. You know, yeah. like, and especially... isn't it like, go on. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. Sorry. No, 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 um, sorry. Um, I really liked, um, sorry, to begin, I want to give in that the dialogue between Safin and Bond in that one, uh, you know, about like, God does not like, um, uh, I don't know, time does not. Yeah, God, uh, God uh, history isn't kind to men who play God. Yeah, it, that's that one, you know, that whole thing about like destruction, you know, about um, him. And you can see the dynamic between them, you know, uh, and it's quite intense, you know, about their personal differences, you know, what they, what they, what they want to do and, um, and like their motivation. And uh, um, 
like you can see yeah again with the dynamic you know him he was like really forgiving you know that stuff inside have higher power but then bond you know resists and you know tries to save um his daughter you know um yeah i i wish i i thought i had something to say but you know yeah i think it slipped away but yeah i really like that whole you know the cinematography you know in that one that you know it was like really intense and they were giving that um really um intense atmosphere into that scene you know yeah yeah i just i wish there was something to say about more about that but that was a really good scene i just really liked it you know that one yeah yeah definitely and and i think you know taking obviously madeline who i might say is also you know in the action it makes sense that because she's mr white's daughter she would be competent in the action sequences but Mm. i like how madeline matilde and nomi all like escape the island and it just leaves bond you know it's just bond and you know he's essentially on his own and he has to like open the doors and get them all out and got some really like a nice like kind of like time bomb like obviously the missiles um i'm not really sure why it's important for m to be like no we can't send the missiles because then japan and russia will hate us and then bond's like no you should send the missiles and m's like okay like i don't understand why you had to be like so like you know like hesitant to do that but whatever um but there was some really nice kind of like time scale action like when he was like trying to get to the doors i thought that was really cool and classic james bond line when he like um when he kills the the henchman with the eye and he like uses his watch to like explode yeah. his, with his brain and and q's like the blood seven are you all right and 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 bond's like i just had a run with a guy i should i showed him your new watch blew his mind and it's just like <laughs> just fun bond like you know dialogue i thought that was just like classic really nice stuff um and but, can i add more to that yeah yeah go for it yeah uh i really like you know the camera movement you know it was like all in one shot and yes. you know you didn't you know really expect to be one shot but you know it was like classic bond you know trying to get up the stairs and it was like whoa okay this is uh really cool you know getting to that tower and uh and like all the henchmen you know like giving us that one classic bond scene you know before you know daniel craig because that was just great to see yeah um, agreed. yeah that one shot oh such a good scene definitely um, and then like when bond fe- bond thinks that he's like done it he opens the doors and he thinks he's okay and what i love is that when the doors start closing again and he's running you get that moment where safin shoots him like four times and you really you know the tension and the stakes or raise so much, you know, Bond has literally been shot and is now like, you know, at the mercy of Safin and this final duel that they have where they're just wrestling with each other in the water. You know, I thought Bond was going to drown Safin like in um, the beginning of Casino Royale, like his very first kill is drowning someone. But the way that, you know, the scratch on Bond's face, you know, and then Bond knows that that's it. Yeah. He can't ever go near Madeline or Matilda again because he's got the, he's got the virus on him. He, there's nothing he can do. That was Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Amazing. Man. You know. So heartbreaking. Um and but the, the most brutal thing, you know, when uh Bond like breaks Safin's arm. Yes. 
Oh my that god, that was so snaps it. Oh, and in the cinema, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, Bond is just like at it and just like so being brutal, you know. Like he's just at this point, you know, he really loves his his uh, loves Madeline and his daughter, you know, about like he wants oh and the scene oh this is really sad this one right there was a detail i saw with the uh lip uh like i could lip read what bond was about to say um mm-hmm. to naomi uh and like oh um so uh, meet uh madeline and um my uh, daughter i don't know what he said but i don't think it was my daughter or something and then he's yeah. like this is and then and then he said i don't know if he with this but i look where he's saying this is my family oh that's so oh man that's hot. i think that's what I he mean, said he said family or something that a uh, lip lip red but that's what he probably said and that was so heartbreaking i was like but like right now i'm thinking about like ah oh, he said you said that i think that that would be ah uh, honestly like they really brought the emotion like literally Bond shoots Safin in the head, like just straight away. As soon as he knows that it's over, there's nothing left. He just coldly shoots him in the head because Safin has literally taken everything from Bond. The time that yeah. Bond has a family, he has something to retire, something to live for. You know, yeah. he finally, finally can trust Madeline. You know, and he can trust himself and he has a daughter. It's literally no time for him to die, but he can't do anything. He literally is. He's stuck and he has to go. Yeah. And the final ascent on the ladder was painful. Everyone uh, in MI6, you know, Madeline, you know, they're all talking to him. You know, there must be something we can do. You can come back. And But Bond knows there's, there's nothing. You know, he's been shot multiple times. You know, he can't do anything. You know, they can't get the virus off him. He's, that's it. The music amazing the the music is literally the the track is called final ascent and Hans Zimmer just brings it the brutality of it amazingly you know they lit they use the no time to die motif and as Bond like climbs up and you know he sees he climbed under the roof you know just I think I just thought it was beautiful so beautiful and really effective in like you know in Bond's final moments yeah, and like, uh, it was just so emotional. Like, I I didn't cry, but it was just like, no, wow. me neither. But it I really, you know, this... it, it 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 got to me. It was like, it, 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 it was like, really wow. doing this, you know. Yeah, you, know, you know, like it was like a proper good send off to the character yeah. and mm-hmm. Daniel Creed's, you know, run as James Bond, and um, and that really, that conversation between Madeline and Bond. Like saying, she's got your eyes. Yeah. And then Bond says, I know. Yeah. Amazing. And then he says, you've got all the time in the world, which is just just like. That's so impactful to like the title. It really is. Especially the whole film, especially about time. And yeah. like, you know, like about that whole virus, you know, the, the, the thing that targets people, you know, especially. Uh, and like, you've got all the time in the world. And then with Bond, there's no time to die. So yeah, he's literally got nothing left. And the the way that he dies, full acceptance of a situation, you know, 
watching as the as the missiles hit you know doesn't even flinch and i think i think that's perfect you know that that you know this super spy would die you know saving the world but he couldn't save himself you know and i think that was amazing and then like you get this that that massive self-sacrifice you know that to that character and like we've been through this character you know the things that he's been through like such you know like Vespa uh, M and like mm. the horrors that you've seen, you know, throughout the film. And, you know, it, he just accepted it. He just accepted his own death, you know, that having that huge sac- self-sacrifice that really impacts the whole character, you know, as Bond. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah. And then, mm. you know, the final toast, you know, M reads a poem and they toast Bond. Beautiful. And I have to say, the final Madeline's final drive, reflecting the drive that her and Bond did at the beginning of the film, mm. where she says, "I'm going to tell you a story it's about a man called Bond, James Bond." Just perfect. Literally, it, it, those it are the words. Perfect. The very first words that Bo- James Bond said in any film ever in Doctor No. His first words are Bond, James Bond. Those are the final lines of Casino Royale. You know, and that is what they leave it with, is just spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah, it is such, and, it is such an amazing film, this. Uh, yes. Especially the ending. Like, it's just perfect. It's just the dialogue and the cinematography that I just yeah. needed to have. They like, do Bond's death so well. So, so well. You know, they go for a tunnel, and the tunnel gets further away, like the gun barrel going further away. Just bloody brilliant. Uh, and the one, the one wow. final thing that, that makes it just cher- cherry on top of the, oh, of tell the me, cake. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The final, the final song that they use is called We've Got All the Time of, in, in the World, which uh. perfect poetry right there with what Bond says. But also... This is the same song that they leave on Her Majesty's Secret Service on, which is the Bond film where, as I said earlier, Bond's wife is killed, you know? Mm. So now they use that same song, but instead of it being that Bond is left on his own, it means that instead of it, Bond loses his love, it's his love loses him. And it's, it's, it's this reflection of it. And it really is just... Yeah. Poetry. Yeah. Cinema, poetry, all of it. I mean, this is the perfect ending. I couldn't have asked for a better ending to a Bond film. Yeah. To a Bond run. Like, you know. Yeah. I can confidently say that Daniel Craig has the greatest James Bond run ever. I'm not a huge fan of Spectre. But other than that, I think he's got some really solid films. Skyfall is my favorite film, favorite Bond film ever. Casino Royale is incredible. No Time has a perfect ending. You know, even Quantum of Solace is is bold and daring and in a unique character study. I think that they really knocked it out of the park. I can't believe that we had to wait two years and it was still amazing. It is like, such an amazing film. What? Like, go and see it. It's yes, such... Like, everyone. And you need to see it at the cinema as well. And watch the, the, the Bond films. Like, watch the Daniel Craig Bond films and then go and see it because it's a, it's a really nice, really nice franchise. Um, which brings me to my next question, John. What next? Mm. What do you want to see now? Reboot? Okay. Soft reboot? Wait, wait, wait. wait. wait before, before we get into that, we should yeah. give it out of 10 because we need... We, okay. It might yeah. be a heavy of discussion. Course. Of course. So, 
this film was an experience because you know it was such an mm. amazing Bond film. This I Definitely. really enjoyed. You know, with the whole sequence, like there were some fun sequences. You know, some heavy sequences, and like especially at the beginning. You know, like talking to um at Vesper's grave, and you know, yeah, having that whole arc to the character. You know, we've been through this character through these films, like the horrors that he's seen, and uh, and like it's such an amazing ending to a character you know um that we've been through so i'm gonna give this a nine out of ten amazing literally i it's difficult to argue with i'm gonna give an eight and i'm only gonna give you an eight now you know john i don't really rewatch films at the cinema but i'm gonna go and rewatch this in a couple of weeks time you know i really need to see it again but yeah eight out of ten for me I really, really, really didn't like the time jump. But other than that, I have very little critiques. You know, this is a really good film. I'm so surprised. I really am surprised. I wasn't sure it was going to be that good. You know, the trailers look like a thousand films smushed into one, but they really, they really brought it together. And, you know, it might not be as groundbreaking as Skyfall or Casino Royale, but it really was a perfect send off, you know. And personally, I think they should leave it here. I don't want a reboot. I don't want a new Bond. You know, I don't want yeah. a spin-off. I think they should leave the franchise here. They're not going to. God know where they're going to. It makes money. They're going to make a new one. They're going to either recast Bond or just do a full reboot of the whole thing. Or they're going to do a spin-off, whether it be with Nomi or Ana de Armas's character. Who knows? All I know is that for me, 25 films, you know, five, the, you know, this final five uh, film series of Daniel Craig, just wonderful really really wonderful really strong and i'm happy to leave it here yeah just happy uh just happy to end there you know especially what the characters been through so yeah 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 this is this is the uh, this is the like this is the this is the rise of skywalker this is the re- this is the avengers end game but i say i think it's better than both of those films and i, I think it re- it ends the franchise exactly where it needed to end and I mean, I hope it ends the franchise, but God, I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, I'm so satisfied with everything about this film. So it just worked really well. It's just an enjoyable film to watch, really. So definitely, yeah, especially that, you know, yeah. some really great sequences that I really liked. So mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know what? We've been talking for over an hour now. So I'm going to say let's skip viewing this week. And let's go straight to the outro okay. because okay, you know, cool. it's a it's a somber moment. It really is. You know, James Bond. Like, I've I've been watching James Bond films since I was like like a really young kid. You know, and this is like every time. I mean, especially for us in the UK. You know, obviously in America, Bond comes out in like in like a week or something. But but you know, for us, this is like this is like a thing that you know people really come together for, and people love Bond. And I yeah. Is pretty yeah, blessed. especially um, in the cinema last night. Everyone, yeah, like it, no matter what film fan or like James Bond fan or anything, that you're just gonna see this film. Like it's such a massive thing in like UK about like this whole character to James Bond. You know that whole famous phrase, you know, like shaking, not stirred. And yeah. so many, so many iconic things come from this franchise. You know, would we even have franchises in this same way? Would we even have reboots if James Bond hadn't have given us the different Bonds? You know, this 
we owe so much to this franchise and I think that they've delivered an absolutely terrific ending you know that they're not going to end it here there will be a 26th film but yeah. god damn it I'm satisfied I really am yeah to Daniel Craig's character let me tell you Daniel Craig did an amazing job as Bond and my favourite Bond as well like he just did it so 100%. well yeah definitely and yeah and it's just so ah, oh, so satisfying so satisfying definitely. And uh, here's here's and here's to you, Daniel Craig. Cheers. Here's to you. Salute. I don't have a drink. Salute. I don't have a drink. But uh, drink or, so I don't know. But cheers anyway. Uh, yeah. But Definitely. yeah. Uh, well done. I yeah. <laughs> and that you know, um, oh, it would be so annoying. Like if we didn't get to see this, you know, like like it was respected that we just saw. And yeah, right. D- Daniel Craig was like, no, nah, I'm not doing another one because he's just like he wanted to kill himself well, but he wanted to he wanted to end on a high didn't he and he really did end on a high i must say and i'm really happy this film came out in cinemas i'm happy that they stuck to their guns if this had been imagine if this had came out on like amazon prime oh oh i would have been oh. so upset i mean like oh. oh this is a film that deserves to be at the cinema it really is yeah an experience go watch it. this is go, it go. i, I yeah, feel like you know black widow wasn't the, wasn't the big blockbuster you know Suicide Squad wasn't, Shang-Chi wasn't, you know, Fast and Furious mm. wasn't. This, No Time to Die, for me, is the the cinema spectacle that I've been waiting for. Oh, I, feel like, like, I feel like I'm back. Yeah, especially, like, with lots of people. It was so satisfying to see everyone in cinema. Not, like, the people I know, but, like, the people, yeah. like, the moviegoers. Like, it was packed. Like, the full queues of people getting popcorn. And, like... Definitely. So satisfying. Yeah, it was just like the experience that everyone just brings cinema together. I think cinema and um, cinema and music just brings everyone together. That's like the only key thing that humanity 100%. has left. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's all we have left. Just the two things, and everything else just does irrelevant. It's cinema and music. Anything else, just pff, no cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah. So amazing, amazing film. So, definitely so we are yeah. running out of time so i'll just right take okay out, uh, we have no time <laughs> see <it's> <laughs> we have no time yeah. to uh, okay, do okay. The outro. let me let me end up here so thank you for listening uh we have enjoyed talking about no time to die um in its great form and uh you know in the cinema go watch it please it's so good yes. and it will help the cinema and okay uh so please wear your mask in the cinema because i did as well because i wanted yeah, to keep same. it open and uh yeah wash your hands uh hey also don't cough at the, don't cough in the cinema it's annoying People yeah are coughing oh, please, in the cinema and i'm just like don't be, don't like, be that up. guy who creates anxiety for coughing yeah. or yeah that something like that so yeah um so thank you uh Tom. yes uh in, well if you enjoyed this video give it a thumbs up it just makes sense and, and subscribe if you want to see more next week the long-awaited wes anderson ranking we're going to rank all Ooh. 10 Ten? Nine. I always get that wrong. Why no. do I always get that wrong? I don't know. Um, we're going to do all nine Wes Anderson films in run-up to The French Dispatch, which we'll be covering in about mid-November because, you know, we were going to do it earlier, but we're going to do June instead because, you know, it's June. Um, June. Yeah, so we're going to do all, all nine of them. And also there's loads of other things you can watch. You know, if you want to see, if you want to see us do more james bond things let us know send us an email at our film pod tell us what you thought of no time to die tell us if you want to see us do more bond films you know do a ranking anything like that we will definitely consider it or put it in the comments or follow us on twitter or instagram at our film pod 
or follow me on Twitter at, 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 at Tom Bodman. You don't get much, but yeah, sure. Um, and I think that's everything. So without further ado, take what you're given. Get the back. Goodbye. Goodbye.